0: Welcome to Valley of the Sunset, a Vampire the Masquerade V5 actual play chronicle set in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, Tonight we are going to begin right where we left off Uh, two weeks ago. We had a little bit of a break in our recording and we're going to start with Eloise. Uh, You've sort of formulated a plan for the evening. You're going to be accompanying your coterie uh, out into... Uh, The city, actually, Uh, it's kind of pretty close to downtown uh, Phoenix, where Torvea Castle is, the Wedding Cake Castle. And uh, Melinda, I believe, was sent off kind of to her her office, uh, but you intend to leave her behind, uh, kind of in charge of the place. So, Eloise, we're going to begin with you uh, as you're delivering the news to Uh, to Melinda, that she's staying behind and where you're going to be because you are a responsible coterie member uh, and you don't just go off without letting your comrades know where you'll be.
1: Um, She's going to shuffle up to Melinda's door um, with a rolly chair, let's say, as a peace offering Um, (laughs) and knock on the door.
2: Open.
1: Yes, Melinda, uh, this is Eloise, um, and she opens the door and barges in. We're going off to, um, handle this situation that we've found ourselves in and, um, I'm going to need you to keep an eye on the hotel. And I know it's been a difficult evening. For you and and for all of us, but I hope that you take this time to really reflect on the events and the decision making and really think hard about what went wrong um, and how we might be able to improve our communication and judgment in, in the future. So here, take, take this chair. Hopefully this will make it easier for you. Um, I left a list of, of tasks that need to be done um, at the front desk. Um, and, and again, I, I hope that we all take this experience as uh, an opportunity for learning.
2: Please, uh, just a quick question. Uh, who's going to help me with these tasks since, you know,
1: I'm missing an essential part of me? Well, Melinda, I think that that's something that you're going to have to figure out on your own this time.
2: Well, I do have an idea, but I think since now I have to run everything by you, I might as well ask you, is it possible for me to use, I don't know, Molly or someone else in the hotel?
1: Hmm. That's some good creative problem-solving. And it's, a. Uh... Easy on the budget, too. Um, I, I like that idea, Melinda. Just make Wonderful. sure she doesn't get hurt. Don't have her operating any heavy machri- machinery now.
2: Sounds good. Well, off you go. I have everything under control.
1: Yes, we'll we'll see about that, won't we? And then uh, Eloise just turns around and slumps off.
0: So what are, uh, what are Jeffy and Shep doing to prepare themselves for the investigation at Torvea Castle?
3: So remind me that the plan was to be mostly discreet. We're doing a, we're doing a run by. We're not like this trying is, this to. This is
0: definitely like a, a Scooby-Doo investigation. Uh, you're, you're going in in the mystery
4: machine. You're looking for clues. No, um, I'm under the impression it's kinda of like a scouting mission, but ultimately I guess we'll see how it goes. So, I mean it's
0: only one night until Elysium. You really don't have a lot of time to
4: to solve this.
1: We don't yeah, we don't have time and we don't have like a lot of muscle.
4: <laughs> we basically just wanna get evidence that the old prince is there. And then what we do with that information We decide tomorrow night.
3: And Jeffy's going to bring the double barrel in like the gun rack in the El Camino. But when we go to do whatever we want, he's not planning for violence. So he just is himself.
4: Shep's always prepared for violence.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's Shep's tagline.
5: (laughs)
0: And Eloise, do you have any special preparations that you'd like to make before venturing out of the hotel?
1: Um, that's a good question. I'm thinking. Does she have like a camera or something maybe to try and get proof? Like I oh, almost certainly foxglove yeah. probably ha- is more um, equipped with some of that stuff but i think eloise would take like her phone or anything um
0: you've probably got like an old film camera i would imagine yeah. eloise like an old like canon or something like that
4: like a 35 millimeter it's just a quick note we would know as Camarilla that uh recording anything digitally is verboten huh but you could take some polaroids perhaps
1: polaroids yeah um, I think
0: you would definitely have a Polaroid camera.
1: So it would not go over well if we showed up to Elysium with video recordings.
0: Not digital video recordings. Yeah. If you yeah. had maybe like a, one of those old like handheld camcorders with the like actual tape in it, you know that might that might be okay.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah.
4: Maybe we need to take a trip to a pawn shop before we hit that. To- <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: No, Elo I mean Eloise had kids in the nineties. Like she she's got the, the old camcorder um sure. video thing and she probably she's probably running through like to delete and free up space on a little cassette. Um <laughs> <laughs> it's like her old auditions for shows. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I thought it was gonna be like kids' birthday parties.
1: <laughs> <laughs> probably that too.
0: All right, so uh so Eloise, you're bringing with you let's let's go through your tech bag again because you probably have like a small duffel bag with this stuff in it. I'm imagining if there's a camcorder perhaps and a Polaroid.
1: Yeah, she's got like uh, I'm trying to think about like what bag she would have, but she it's probably a bulky bag with a, ca- a camcorder it's an, it, maybe not like the humongous ones but maybe like mm-hmm. the smaller ones with the fold like the
0: mid to late 90s ones yeah yeah, yeah. With
1: the fold out thing so you could like record it and play it back and see um mm-hmm. and then she's got a, a polaroid camera
0: are you bringing a, a flashlight or anything like that any other like investigation tools because i think eloise you don't have any powers that you see in the dark do you some of your coterie mates, do.
1: Um. No, I have, like, obfuscate powers, but nothing where I can see. Mm-hmm. Oh, this will be fun. And
0: <laughs> yeah, Nosferatu are really good at yeah. investigating with that obfuscate.
1: Yeah, really I don't think she's going to bring a flashlight, because that'll draw too much attention.
0: Mm-hmm. Very good. So you've got your recording devices mm-hmm. and you're loading up in Jeffy's El Camino.
1: Yeah. And she would probably, given that note about digital recording, um, probably tell Foxglove to like be careful.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, Foxglove is not going to do any digital recording. She's going to leave all the recording to you. She's just there to provide other tech and perhaps some other support. Um,
1: yeah. Okay.
0: You would definitely see her uh, stuffing away a few strange-looking vials, perhaps.
1: What have you got there, Foxglove?
0: Oh, um, just some stuff I've been working on in the kitchen in my spare time. Uh, You know, we don't get too busy. There's not really much of a dinner rush around here. Um, But I've been kind of playing around with some stuff that I I picked up uh, from some other Dustborn that have been kind of um, around in the area. Anyway, I thought it might be useful tonight. Um, We'll Mm -hmm. see. got a few tricks up my sleeve.
1: A few tricks? Well, uh, just... Be careful. Nothing too unexpected.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. Best behavior. That's right. All right. So the Dakota reloads into Jeffy's El Camino.
3: Oh, I'm uh, sorry, y'all. It's going to be a real tight fit. Uh, it's not meant to sit this many. Uh, I'll sit in the back. All right. All right there, Mr. Shep. Just make sure you hang on. We're going to be uh, <laughs> we're going to be burning rubber.
0: <laughs> it is uh it is two bucket seats uh, again in an El Camino so um I think Fox Love will hop in the back with with Shep so it's Eloise and Jeffy
4: in the cab I guess I'll make sure she doesn't fly out of the bed <laughs> <laughs> yeah
3: all right Miss Eloise you buckled up
1: w- one moment she's trying to like get it around her lumpy body and it's like clicking
3: (laughs) well what you gotta do is you gotta pull it slow pull it slow Miss Eloise
1: slow all the way back all the way forward click there we go All right,
3: hang on back there
0: so uh so Torveya Castle is sort of in the um uh, looking at a map of the city it's like in the southern area of the downtown from downtown Phoenix um where do you intend to, do you intend to just kind of, it's, I mean, there's, there's other businesses around it. Um, it's not really very secluded. Um, where do you intend to go, Jeffy? Are you going to park somewhere nearby? you going to drive by first?
3: Let's have a, let's have a little chat while we're driving.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're heading into the city. It's. I think it's, um, probably from where you are about a 20, 30 minute drive Yeah. with traffic, you know?
3: All right. So, uh, well, we got this scary prince on our hands and, uh, I just, you know, I was thinking maybe we should have a plan, uh, before we, you know, go diving head first into some sort of recon. So, uh, who's going to do what and, uh, how?
1: Yes. Uh, very good, Jeffy. Uh, very good thinking ahead. I, I I think what we'll want to be very careful about, um, not being seen um, of course, you know what happened the last time we had a run-in, and I fear that it might be even a little bit more, uh, violent if if we're discovered. So, I, I think we'll want to park the car pretty far away. Um, I'll be able to get close to the building and, and get a good eye on things. Um, but I definitely don't want you and Shep far behind in case I need, um... Assistance. All right, all right, that makes sense. Perhaps we can get different angles on the building as well? Well, what if
3: we, like, what if we just did, like, a drive around, see the exterior, kind of find a good vantage point to, I don't know, post up, take a look, find our opportunity to, uh, I don't know, poke in?
1: Like a stakeout.
3: Well, we don't have enough time for a proper stakeout, but,
1: yeah. You think this car is, uh, surreptitious enough?
3: You hear the engine, like, rattling and (laughs) the, like, exhaust pipe
1: banging. Yes, Jeffy, I, I think it's best if we keep our distance a little bit with this car. No offense.
3: All right. We're getting close. I'll, uh, what I'll park like a couple blocks away.
1: Yes. I, th- I think that's good.
3: All right. There's a spot. Let me just, uh, let me just ease in here.
1: Can, can you fit there?
0: How is Jeffy at parallel parking?
3: Uh, I have two dots okay. in drive. I feel like I'm probably pretty good. Probably pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Let me just see if I can squeeze in there. It's like, uh, it's pretty tight, but he, he manages to only, like, bump one of the cars while he's getting in.
1: <laughs> Better leave a note, Jeffy. <laughs> <laughs> no, Does not
0: Jeffy kidding. have insurance? <laughs> <laughs> Better not.
3: I already got so many dings in that bumper, they won't even know it was me. All right, well um it's over there. I mean, what are we going to do? You can go all poofy, right, Miss Eloise?
1: Right. Um can you describe like is this in a neighborhood? Is it is there a big So I mean, it is in a
0: fairly it's a fairly urban area, but there is a big yard around it. There actually used to be gardens uh, on these grounds, but it's pretty much been reduced to uh, scrub lands in recent years as the, the castle's been left fairly abandoned and untended. Uh, so it is on its own kind of lot uh, uh, in the middle of this urban area. There are businesses around it. There are apartments, houses. Um, it's it's a fairly busy uh, and cluttered urban neighborhood. Um but the castle itself stands alone on its grounds.
1: Okay. Is there a fence or a wall around it?
4: Uh, there is not. No. Okay. Can any of you see in the dark?
3: I can only see spooky stuff. I can't do that. Like a glowy eye thing.
1: Can you see in the dark Shep?
4: His eyes turn red. (laughs) Yes. Yes.
1: Right, so Shep and I will try and get a little bit closer. Um I can make myself go invisible and I'll I'll get the closest to see if I can see inside. Um Jeffy, you and Fox Club, why don't you hang back and keep an eye and, and see if anyone is coming into the property.
3: Yeah, all right. I can play look at. I've done that before. Sure.
0: Yeah, I think that'll be a, a good first mission for us, Jeffy. Right?
1: Right. And um, what's the signal if if there's danger coming? Don't we need a signal?
3: Yeah, yeah that's a great uh- idea.
0: I can I can scream really loud.
3: Well, uh, do we want to be more more subtle? Maybe like just a little bit more subtle.
1: I think a little bit more subtle
3: would be good. Fox Fox Club. We do like a uh, like a toodaloo or like a
1: call. Yes, toodaloo toodaloo is is I think a a good a good bird call. All right. That's
4: uh, very, all right, very
0: subtle. Shep is thinking, in his mind's like, There is no bird in Arizona that sounds like Toodaloo, (laughs) but he's not gonna press the issue. I'm assuming.
3: (laughs) Well, all right, we'll uh, we'll be your eyes, you guys. Just you know, be careful, be safe. You know, Mr. Shep, take good care of Miss Eloise. We we need her, you know, for Elysium. (laughs)
4: <laughs> I won't be able to see you, so don't get too far ahead.
1: Right, Shep, let's, let's go. All and right. Eloise is gonna um, do Unseen Passage.
0: All right, so that does cost you a Rouse check. Ooh. And what is Eloise's current hunger? Two. Okay, that's not bad.
1: Three. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so you failed the rouse check, uh, but as soon as your coterie mates look away uh, and you are unobserved, you fade away and your obfuscate power activates.
4: What's the soundscape here?
0: Uh, so most of the businesses around here are currently uh, closed at this time of night. So it's uh, it's fairly quiet city streets. Uh, you can see here some distant traffic from the highways. Um, but it's, it's not
4: very busy this time of night. I'm going to activate heightened senses. I can choose to do it for both vision and hearing if I want. Right. Yeah. So I'll do it for both for now. All right.
0: And you're, I'm assuming, kind of trying to lead the way, Shep, knowing Eloise is... You can't see Eloise, you can't detect yeah, her, but... One can lead an invisible park. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Trusting Eloise to to take your signal. Alright, so you make your way towards Torveya Castle. When you get to the grounds, how do you wish to proceed,
4: Shep? How well lit is it?
0: Uh, it's fairly dark. Um... The place uh, within the world of darkness, at the very least, is still abandoned, uh, has been abandoned for at least uh, since like the mid 2000s, we'll say, where it used to be a a
4: national landmark. So the uh, property doesn't have any active lights or anything. No, no. Um, Then I'm just going to kind of look up and down the street to make sure nobody has is wandering by. And I'm just going to kind of crouch down and. Walk onto the property.
0: Alright, so you head into the little scrubland surrounding the Wedding Cake Castle.
4: Yeah.
0: Eloise, are you following Shep?
1: Um, Yeah, I think for now, I'm following Shep, and then once we kind of get to a point where he probably shouldn't get any closer, that's when I'll probably invisibly if I need to kind of get closer. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. So Jeffy, how close do you and Fox Glove intend to get? Uh, obviously you're supposed to stay lookout, but you probably, you, you parked the car a couple of blocks away. You might not want to stay that far away for lookout.
3: Yeah. I wasn't thinking we'd stay in the car. I figured we'd kind of trail a couple hundred yards behind Shep, sort of see where they enter the um, business business enter the building the grounds that's what i'm looking for enter the grounds of the castle and Mm -hmm. sort of like try to act casual uh in that vicinity and sort of just keep an eye on what's going on keep an ear if we can um (laughs) and i also think that uh jeffy would turn on uh Sense the unseen to see if there's anything spooky here
0: oh very good yeah um so jeffy you kind of position you and foxglove on maybe the street corner opposite uh the torvea castle grounds uh watching for where shep uh is leading the presumably leading the invisible eloise um towards the building itself and with your uh sense the unseen go ahead and make me a roll for that please
3: yeah what would you like
0: i believe uh i think it's wits and aspects
3: only two successes
0: only two successes um uh go ahead eloise and roll me your your obfuscate i think um the opposed role is your wits and obfuscate but i'm assuming you're probably going to beat that two successes so jeffy's not even going to see eloise yeah that's five yeah yeah so, so jeffy does not even see eloise um it looks quiet on the grounds Shep, you lead closer to the building. Uh, go ahead and make me a wits and awareness, or wits and investigation, whichever is better for you. Wits and awareness, and I add
4: my heightened senses to that, right? Uh yes, yeah. So add aspects.
1: I'm so anxious right now.
0: <laughs> Three successes. You notice as you get closer to the entrance, uh, that the sand has been fairly recently disturbed here. Uh, it's not like very clear, like cartoon, like boot prints or footprints in the sand, but you can definitely see that, that something has been through here fairly recently.
4: Um, for what it's worth, I'm going to hold
1: up, do
4: like one of those.
0: Eloise, do you know that signal? Do you understand?
1: Yeah, Eloise, well, let's see. <laughs> Eloise stops. And, like, nestles right up next to Shep's ear. What is it, Shep?
4: Um, something's moved through here recently.
1: Well, that's both promising and daunting
4: be on your toes
1: I already am um does Eloise see anything um any pick up on any movement I guess roll
4: me your wits and awareness Eloise remind me when I was um Checking out the sarcophagus and the area underneath the the pool, there mm-hmm. weren't any distinctive scents down there, right? No, not that you could pick up. Mm.
3: Did you roll three or just two? Two. Dose.
0: Two successes. Yeah. Uh, no, you don't see any any movement.
4: Shit. Um, I'm going to take a look at the windows and see if I notice any red eyes.
5: Yeah.
0: um, Roll me your wits and awareness and add your aspects for your heightened senses. Same. Three. Three. Well, three, you don't see any red eyes, but you do notice all of the shutters have been closed. All of the, the blinds have been pulled. But you notice around one of the, the edges, the faint flicker of what appears to be firelight, like a, a fireplace beyond in the room that has been lit.
4: Someone's inside.
1: Do you think we'd be able to see through any of these windows and get proof?
4: It's closed. Blinds are drawn. Real hard to do it without being noticed.
1: Alternatively, we could create a ruckus and draw him out.
4: Not exactly reconnaissance. Are we looking to get in a tussle?
1: but maybe we could enlist the help of an unsuspecting human? Remind me, do you- Can you compel people? To do your bidding? I can cut people. Well, let's perhaps keep that idea in the back pocket and... Uh, see if anything happens. Within the next few minutes.
4: So, sit tight for now, or...?
1: Yeah, let's, let's give it a few minutes. Let's practice some patience and then weigh our options.
4: And just crouch down a little lower and wait. Right.
0: Are you attempting to be stealthy in this, in this moment? Are you attempting to hide? Are you trying to kind of, like, softly announce your presence to whoever might be inside?
4: Uh, my intention has been to be unseen as much as possible
0: All right so as you're kind of crouching down um, sort of in the doorway very nearly on the threshold
4: of of Torvea oh, Castle where that I didn't realize yeah, you were that close
0: yeah yeah when you when you notice that the sand uh, had been disturbed uh, it's it's very close to the entrance mm-hmm.
5: So do do you still wish to do that? Uh, yeah, because that's whatever we said
4: to do. <laughs> okay,
0: so roll for me your uh, your wits and your stealth for this
5: one. Another three, three. Okay, well, three is enough for you to to conceal yourself, and you don't really hear anything going on inside.
0: Do I smell the fire? Like, is it an actual you, fire? In you car? do smell the fire. Um, and you can tell uh, from, from crouching for a few minutes, you can gather the the information that uh, the fire was very recently lit. Uh, like, as you were approaching, it was lit. Um, you didn't see any smoke coming from, from the castle before, uh, but there was definitely some coming out of uh, one of the chimneys now.
4: Okay. If I notice that, then I'm going to say... After,
5: like, a couple of moments of silence. Actually, I think... They're expecting us.
1: Expecting us? How would they know?
4: I don't know, but that fire was lit since we'd been here.
1: Maybe they just got cold.
0: And as you say that, uh, Eloise, the large front doors of Torvea Castle slowly creak open.
1: Oh, shoes.
0: Uh, So let us join Melinda, who has stayed behind at the Hotel Bella Muerte for the evening. Everyone's gone. You've been left more or less by yourself. Molly is there.
6: Um, I think the first thing I'm going to do, this is probably happening right after, sorry, Eloise left my my studio, is um, I'm probably going to use a rolly chair that she brought. Okay, I'm going to pretend to fix that I still, I'm going to stay on the chair, but I'm going to use something probably I have some shoes left over on my studio or something. So I want to sit on the chair, but I want to somehow attach the other shoe to the leg that's missing. Maybe use like the plunger because if I'm going to see Molly, I don't want her seeing me without a leg. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to like, maybe, you know, I'm very crafty, so I you can are... probably How find. Many dots...
0: How many dots do you have in craft?
6: I have. Three,
0: three. All right. Uh, so roll your intelligence plus craft to see if you can whip up a good prosthetic leg. Got one, two,
6: three,
0: four. Four successes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can. You can put together a pretty decent uh, prosthetic leg with one of your uh, shoes.
5: Um, uh, you're not really I'm-
0: gonna be able to to stand on it. Um, but oh, yeah. you can kind of cover it with a, a pant leg or something like that and it looks, you know, fairly, fairly normal.
6: Yeah, I just wanted to have it. I'm not going to put any pressure on it. Um, it's just so it looks like I have the leg, but I mm-hmm.
5: don't. <laughs> yeah,
6: so um,
0: don't. Concern, Molly.
6: And then I'm going to move to the front. I'm going to go to the, like, the reception. Mm-hmm. like the. Lobby area. Um, and I'm guessing there is a phone there that I can use That's to call right. Molly's room.
5: Yes, yeah.
0: So I'm and gonna do that. Will, she will answer. Uh, hello.
2: Hi, Molly. This is Melinda. Oh, hi, Miss Melinda. Um, so it looks like it's only the two of us for the night. Uh, would you be? Uh, able to come downstairs to the lobby. I've asked Eloise, and she gave permission. Uh, yeah, sure, sure.
0: I'll be right there. And you hear the phone hang up. And moments later, Molly comes running into the lobby.
5: Hi, Miss Melinda.
2: Hey, Molly. Um, so, I'm in charge. Of the hotel for the night, Uh, but there are certain tasks that need to get done. And I was wondering if you can help me with them. Maybe, you know, get you out of the room. Something fun.
0: Oh, yeah, sure. I I love helping. Uh, What do you need help with?
6: I probably have the list that Eloise gave me. What is on the list, Eloise, if possible?
1: Number one. Scrub the toilets. Um, number two. Clean the. Um, I'm trying to think of the most gross jobs. What's the <laughs> the, the? Oh, clean the gutters.
0: The rat traps in Legs. the kitchen. The what? <laughs> the rat traps in the kitchen. The
1: rat trap. <laughs> Replenish the rat the rat traps in the kitchen. Um clean the bar i want every every spigot cleaned
4: the grease traps
1: up yes replace the grease traps and um what is it the like what's the thing when they like have the big thing like the wax the floors wax the floors
0: can I oh, the floor buffers.
1: <laughs> yeah, wax the floor with the with the floor buffer in the basement. <laughs> oh, okay. This is supposed to teach you a lesson, Melinda.
6: <laughs> it, does that does it say that at the bottom? Oh of, my like, god! This-
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I imagine Eloise would definitely put that at the
5: bottom.
1: <laughs> Remember, this is meant to teach you a lesson, Melinda. Oh my
2: gosh um okay um, so it looks like eloise wants us to do all the dirty work um i have to say in order to help you um i need to stay on this chair i may twisted my twisted my ankle and i'm gonna to point to the leg that i still have um i twisted my ankle so i can't be walking that much, but I'll just, you know,
5: roll around. Um, I guess we'll
2: start with the bar? Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, of course. I'll, I'll, whatever you need help with, Miss Melinda. Uh, do you want me to, to push you there? Would, would that make it faster?
2: Can you push me, Molly? You're... I think I might be too heavy for you.
5: Do you object if she
0: tries? Not at all. <laughs> she like sh- you feel her like shoulder into the back of the chair, and you do indeed start rolling forward. I mean, it's it's doesn't take a lot of force to make the rolly chair roll.
6: If she keeps going, I'm gonna let her. I will probably like <laughs> lift my leg so it's easier, and maybe I'll like also try to like move my body so it's easier for her. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, so you will allow Mar- Molly to. Push you to the bar, mm-hmm. where you start cleaning up.
6: This this what was it? The spigots, the
0: <laughs> cleaning, clean yeah, cleaning all the spigots,
5: uh, oh. the taps, the rat traps, and the grease traps. Okay, I also this is of cleaning.
6: I'm gonna put a little bit of melinda's touch on it so now i'm going to like replace the like the the i have to google this i'm not sure what to mix but you know probably like the cleaning spray that is used it probably has no smell it's like disgusting so i'm going to change it to something that smells like floral and it's kind of like and to so you're, you're
0: gonna work. do maybe your own like crafting here and like replace the the stock products that are used in the bar with your own line of products and and perhaps exactly. create a little invoice to to slip into um,
6: to Eloise's Eloise.
0: inbox yeah for the for the products oh. that you've used
6: <laughs> yeah and then you know I probably for the the rat traps um, I probably maybe can create something that. You know, it doesn't, is not as disgusting or like, I don't know, smells good. I don't know. I can think about it. But yeah, I'm going to redo a lot of things that the bar, kitchen things.
0: All right. So, uh, so for this, let's roll uh, your crafting again. So let's do your intelligence and crafting. Okay. To see how much of Melinda's signature touch we can leave on the bar.
6: <laughs> the hotel changes completely. <laughs> Uh, I got three.
5: Three
0: successes. So you can certainly change out um, all of the cleaning products for your own, you know, all natural line uh, that you've concocted. Um, you replaced all the candles on the, the tables with uh, your own candles. Um, but you haven't quite figured out what to do with the rat trap quite yet.
6: So if I cannot figure it out that I'm just going to leave it, I'll change it. I'll help Molly, and maybe
2: Molly, do not be disgusted by this. This is just how life is, and then
6: you know, trying to clean it, and since I have to watch the floors, and we don't have a sense of smell, right?
0: uh not if, yeah you smell smell doesn't affect you like like you were a human, um. You don't have breathe, certainly. Um, so while while you can detect odors, uh, they're, they're, they're more muted. And if you're not breathing, you're not going to get anything at all.
6: Okay, so I don't. I want to check what the wax solution is, and I want to make it very lemony, very like citrusy.
5: Uh,
4: correct me if you am wrong, but if you rouse the blood, oh, sorry, not rouse the blood, uh, blush of life, you can smell like a normal person. you can, yes indeed,
0: with with blush of life,
6: um so yeah, I want to make the wax solution citrusy and like
0: all right yeah, so so why don't you blush
5: of life for that, so that you can make sure you're accurately getting the scent right That's just one rouse. Check, right? Yep. Okay, I don't get hungrier.
6: Just check out. Wait. I'm at three hunger. I should check.
0: <laughs> you, you should clean the rat traps. <laughs> 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 maybe grab a little
5: snack.
6: <laughs> um, so yeah, so I I wanna start doing all the mixing of the floors, the wax solution. Hmm. And maybe Molly's the one who needs to get is that the one that you get on top and then you go? Yeah.
5: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> certainly
6: yeah.
0: a difficult task for either of you at the moment. She's a little small for it, perhaps, and you are uh, bound to your rolly chair at the moment.
6: Would I be able to get up by putting the the weight on my right leg, and then just maybe use Molly? as Just, like a to steady
5: to
0: steady yourself <laughs>
6: yeah exactly but yeah yeah you to could
0: much... you could certainly make it work yeah
6: okay so yeah i i guess i'd do that
0: <laughs> all right so you mix together you concoct your lemony wax solution uh you have molly help you move all the the chairs and tables out of the way so you've got the floor uh ready for the all waxing, waxing. And uh, let's roll your dexterity and your athletics to see how on balance you can keep yourself.
6: <laughs> well, I'm going to rouse the blood.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
6: <laughs> well, I hope that I don't get
5: hungry. Oh, okay.
0: All right, so add plus two to the dice pool.
5: I got four.
0: Four successes. Yeah, so with Molly helping you steady yourself... Uh, you actually have a fairly easy job. It's, it seemed like a daunting task at first, uh, but you are very quickly finished, and the floor looks nice, and it has a nice lemony odor, uh,
5: scent, aroma to it. And
6: then after that, it was just the toilets?
5: <laughs> Cleaning the toilets? Was there anything else?
0: Uh, most of it was in the bar, and the bar is fairly cleaned um at this point you've you've cleared out everything. you had Molly do some of the the dirtier
5: jobs uh that you were having a little difficulty with,
6: okay, yeah, I guess we're like we'll do the the bathrooms um
0: uh, again, replacing the soaps and things like that with your your own oh
6: my gosh, but now I want to do like at uh, the toilet you know how you can like put like a uh, like a tablet those mm-hmm. tablets have to smell like roses
5: <laughs>
6: and it's like rose scented thing mm-hmm. and then oh yeah
0: <laughs> as you're finishing up with the bathrooms roll me your wits and awareness
6: I only got two
0: two very very distantly in the hotel
5: you hear other footsteps coming from the direction of the lobby
6: do i see anybody
0: uh not from where what? you are uh in the bar i think you're probably like you're cleaning the, the bar bathroom when you hear this um but there is I'm someone gonna... walking in the lobby It fe- it sounds to you like like the clacking of
5: like high heels
2: Okay, Molly, I'm about to go outside. Stay in the bathroom until I come back and get you, okay?
5: Uh, yes, Miss Melinda. I'm gonna roll out. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so you
0: roll yourself down the hallway. Into the lobby. uh, Where you see, kind of standing around, looking confused
5: at the fact that no one seems to be there. Rochelle Giovanni. Well, she turns as she
0: sees you whe- he First hears you wheeling um, in the rolly chair and then sees you. Oh, Melinda, I just thought I'd check in with you, see how the business was going. Hadn't heard from you. I hope this Delicious. is not related. Uh, you're wheeling yourself around the hotel.
5: It's a choice, dear. It's a choice. I was wondering how long it was until I saw you next. Come. Come to my studio. We'll talk there. And you wheel yourself.
0: <laughs> you see her, like, awkwardly trying to, like, keep pace with you. Obviously, able to, like, walk much faster than you're, like, pushing yourself in this wheelie chair. Um, but she, just, she awkwardly keeps pace with you as you lead her to your studio.
2: Maybe like two two seconds into it. If you want to go faster, you can help by pushing me.
0: She will. You you'll feel her kind of like awkwardly, almost hesitantly, like like grip the back of the chair and then begin to push you along into your studio.
5: Should I uh, put you behind the desk, your desk, your table over there? Uh-
2: here is fine, darling. Um, sit, sit, please. Welcome.
0: Uh, she will have a seat. Uh, yes, yes, of, of course. Uh, nice to see you, Melinda.
5: Um, how goes the investigation? <laughs> well, I found him. And we have a bit of a problem. Um, oh dear. Things didn't go as well as I thought they were going to go. Um... You
2: see, I I, I, um, may have taken some... I may have made some decisions that weren't correct. And got me in a bit of trouble. May have lost half a leg. And now my coterie is against me. So, you know... Great, great evening, Michelle.
0: Oh, dear, Melinda. Well, again, please tell me in in more detail what, what happened.
5: You found my cousin. Yes, I did. And? Well, it
2: turns out I'm not really good at these type of things. Um... I tried making a deal with him, but uh, as it turns out, he's smarter than me in that way. I I guess I was not as prepared as I should have been. I also believe to have been put in a position of no going back, so maybe things were a little rushed. But I did try
5: to get information out of him, and... I do have some bad news that involved you, Rochelle. What news would that be, Melinda?
2: He knows who I am. And I, know, I think he does know who sent me.
5: That really is a problem for me, isn't it? But I do have a plan. I think...
2: I think even though... This didn't work out the way I wanted it. I think we can still fix it.
5: What do you have in mind? They have my leg, they have my blood. I can
2: use that against them. I'm trying to sneak my way out of trouble, guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so for
5: that, let's roll um let's see. You guys, why did you leave the hotel? And why am I so bad at
6: dealing with shit?
0: Uh, Let's roll manipulation plus deception.
6: Lord, I'm going to rouse the blood.
5: (laughs) Please, I need a good one. Oh, I got four. Four successes. Well, if you know some ritual that would
0: weaponize your blood in some way. I, I don't know that I don't know that, that kind of blood magic. Uh, I'm not familiar with it, but well, you are of Clan Tremere.
2: I, of course, will need to familiarize myself with, and I will need to prepare. But I just need you to trust me. Just Just give me some time to prepare and i promise you i will get the out of, i would get us out of this and
6: like i'm being truthful that I, I i want to get us out of the heat out of this i don't know how but i want to
0: she stands up and kind of moves in close to you melinda she she kind of gets down on a knee in front of you uh, in the chair and she takes your hand in her hand and looks you in your eyes For some reason, Melinda, I do trust you. I'm going to ground for the next few nights. You know how to contact me. If you need anything, if you need any assistance in this plan that you are
5: inferling, contact me. I will. Thank you. I appreciate you trusting me. That means a lot. She releases your hand and stands up. Then I believe that concludes our business for the evening, Melinda. I can't thank you enough for your help in all of this. Stay safe out there, okay? Um, I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Till we meet again. And she withdraws from your study.
0: And you hear the slow click-clack of her heels as she makes her way towards the exit.
6: Melinda's probably going to wait five minutes in her studio. (laughs) And after that, um, she's going to start rolling
2: towards the bathroom to go get Molly. (laughs) Oh, well. Um... Guess I should be smart this time. I'll wait until the rest of the group gets here and I'll tell them the news. As I roll down the hallway.
0: (laughs) And we're going to return to Torvea Castle and specifically to Jeffy and Foxglove, Keeping watch across the street. Jeffy, you would notice uh, a few minutes after uh, you saw Shep kind of began to move across the the brushland um the smoke began to rise from Torveya castle from one of the the chimneys
3: huh uh hey uh Fox club, do you know if they uh typically have you know like some kind of i don't know like bonfire or some shit here?
0: uh no, this place has been abandoned for years um oh, I mean maybe squatters.
3: do we do we really think it's squatters though
0: yeah no we don't think it's squatters
3: all right uh uh uh, what was it uh hoodaloo who (laughs) who all
0: right so you you just you give the signal (laughs) yeah
3: we saw something
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) all right so as as you're crouching, Shep, and, and just before the doors open to Torvea Castle, you hear off in the distance with your heightened senses the toodaloo.
4: Well, glad that worked.
3: And I, I just turned to Fox Club like, oh man, I, I don't hear a return call. What, what do you think? Or should we just stay here? Or... Oh, hell. oh They're probably in danger. We better go. Yeah, we should go. All right. You stay Uh, behind me.
0: And you see, like, as you're as you're heading out, Fox Club reaches into her coat and pulls out her dab pen and takes just a huge rip of it. Uh, And then she blows out a cloud of smoke uh, and she looks you dead in the eyes. Jeffy. Okay, I'm ready. Let's go.
3: All right. Come on. And. uh, Hmm. Yeah, we, we head in. I got Silence of Death going. It's a free power, so I don't make any noise as I approach.
0: All right, so I'll see how Foxglove is being stealthy behind you. Four success is pretty good. All right. Uh, So Shep and Eloise, uh, unbeknownst to you, Jeffy and Foxglove will catch up with you uh, very shortly, but in the meantime the doors to Torveo Castle have opened uh, you don't see anyone standing in the doorway they, they kind of did the creaky haunted house open by themselves number
4: I'm gonna say quietly they might not have seen you let me check it out
1: uh, all right all right Shep I'll, I'll stay back here but remember the signal
4: uh, and I will I'm under the impression that they know somebody's here, so I'm just going to stand straight up and Mm -hmm. cautiously, but not in any kind of stealthy way, approach the door.
0: Right. Uh, As you get closer to the door, you you don't see or sense or hear or smell anyone in the doorway or or in the entryway. You do, as you get closer, smell the fire in the fireplace you hear the sounds of the wood
4: crackling. Um, I'm going to go up to the door and just kind of like uh, double doors, both open or one open.
0: Uh, Both open. Yeah.
4: Both open. Um, Just kind of place a hand on the outside of the door jam and kind of lean my head in to kind of look on either side.
0: Uh, it's dark in the entryway. Uh, you see the, the glow of the light uh, coming from deeper within, but you don't see anyone there to greet you.
1: I would like the record to show that Eloise at this point has, like, turned on her camcorder.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's uh, recording whatever's going on.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Hello?
3: No answer. Um.
4: I'll take a step inside. as so you cross the threshold
0: you hear first the kind of like record skip sound of a very old turntable starting up and it begins to play a sort of warped uh mozart uh, as though the record itself the vinyl itself was old and warped Can I tell where it's coming from? Yes. Sounds like it's coming from the same direction where you see the glow of the fire.
4: I'm gonna pull out, like, a pocket knife Mm -hmm. and stick it between
5: the door and the hinges Mm -hmm. so it can't shut completely. Um, And... Head in towards the sound. All right, you creep in towards the music. Eloise, outside,
0: dallying on the threshold, you would see, though they can't see you, Jeffy and Foxglove cautiously approaching.
1: Eloise is going to attempt to whisper. Wait
3: Oh What uh Fox Club, I, I think we gotta wait. But uh Miss Miss Eloise, hello Shh
0: Oh uh, Alright. You notice, Jeffy, uh as, as you wait, as you stop, that the doors to Torvea Castle are open. You can see the faint flicker of firelight inside. And at this point now, you hear the faint sounds of music.
3: I uh, I I know you told me to be quiet, Miss Eloise, but uh, where's Mister Shep? Is he is he in the spooky house?
1: He's inside, scoping it out.
3: Okay, but that music just started. Uh, he might need help. I I just I don't know. I don't want him to get trapped in no spooky castle. Oh,
1: oh okay. You guys go in. I'll stay uh, back here.
3: Wait, uh, wait, you're gonna, but you're the in, oh, hell. All right, uh, Foxglove, stay behind me. Uh, be careful.
1: <laughs> and El- Eloise, since she is invisible, is gonna like creep up also. So she's close by in case anything happens. So she's gonna like hang back behind. And observe until something happens.
0: Recording the entire time. Yeah. So is is it your intention, Eloise, to follow them inside over the threshold? Or are you staying strictly outside?
1: Are they all inside?
0: Uh, Jeffy, I guess that's up to you. If you're leading the way. Foxglove is following you.
3: I mean, I'm worried about Mr. Shep. And I was told, go on in. So um, he does, uh, peeks his head in, looks both ways, steps over the threshold.
0: Foxglove follows closely behind. Shep, as you are creeping closer to the music. Moving very cautiously. Perhaps at this point, not wanting to exactly give away your position. You hear the music in front of you. But the sounds of footsteps behind you.
4: Um if I look over my shoulder, what do I see?
0: Turning back to the threshold you see Jeffy peeking his head in the doorway cautiously, looking left, looking right. Mm-hmm. Um does he see me? Jeffy can't see in the dark Uh, and it is fairly dark right within the threshold of the the building so I will say no at this point you're far enough away that he can't see you in
4: the dark I'm going to wait a beat to see which direction he goes
3: so eventually you know looking left looking right you would see that light beam of a phone flashlight come out
0: yeah and immediately it illuminates Shep down down one of the corridors
3: oh ow, sorry and I see his red eyes like at that moment flash in the beam and I'll turn it down and be like oh I'm so sorry oh, yeah uh, uh, right
4: any uh, motions for you to
3: come on up I mean I do
1: Nobody knows it, but Eloise is following behind.
4: <laughs> um, I'll proceed towards the music. Right,
0: with Jeffy, Foxglove, and unbeknownst to all of you, Eloise in tow, Shep, you creep closer to the firelight, the music. And
4: eventually the corridor ends in a I'm 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 not creeping like super slow and stealthy just to make sure I don't like mm-hmm. trip anything. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean you don't you don't see anything. It looks like a, a fairly abandoned um building. Some of the ceiling areas have kind of like fallen in and things like that, but nothing too perilous. Uh as you come to a large entryway that apparently le- leads to the um main chamber this is what was used to use for functions um back when this place was actually um in working condition and you see the firelight glowing um orange through the door flickering and you hear the sounds of the music loudly through here nobody's in there though do you do you peek your head inside? You're you're like at the doorway now. You can see the firelight, but you haven't like crossed the threshold into the room yet. So you yeah, still are unseen. I mean, you're you're gonna walk walk in.
4: They they fucking know we're here. So <laughs> fair <laughs> enough. Uh,
0: all right. So Chef, you immediately see uh, standing at uh, a desk essentially. I mean, it's it's kind of an old fashioned wooden desk. Um going through what appears to be maps and other um old documents uh the former prince Henri Duois he raises his head and meets your gaze as soon as you enter ah good evening i was not particularly expecting guests tonight but i thought someone might t- turn
4: up at my doorstep hmm. Sure seems like you were expecting someone. Well, word does get out amongst the kindred. Yeah.
0: And he looks to you, Jeffy, but you, I, I recognize you. Oh, you were there at that dreadful hotel. You were the one who released me.
3: Yeah, hi, Jeffy. Uh, Nice to see you again, I suppose. Just, yeah. You know, check, check, checking, checking in on an old guest. <laughs> oh.
0: I want to ask you again, I, I think, I believe I asked you before that things are so bleary in the hours following my awakening, uh, blurry rather. Um, why you found my chamber? Why did you remove the stake from my heart?
3: Well, I mean, just, I had this, uh, I just had this, like, this itch, you know? I had, the pool was broken, I wanted to fix it, felt like something was going on underneath, and I just had to do it, but, uh, wait a minute, did you say a stake? I didn't remove no no stake, mister.
0: Then you had an accomplice with you.
3: Oh, uh, accomplice, that means like, uh, like a buddy, right? No, I'm, no, i just, um, I feel down. Uh, kind of hurt my arm. See, see, see that bruise. Uh, and, uh, well, you started m- moseying. So I moseyed myself cause you know, when strange sarcophagus start moving, uh, you get out. That's what my mom always told me.
4: Quick question. Um, when I was down in the pit, there were no, there were no tunnels or any other way to get in or out of there. No, nope. yeah, That's what I thought. And he burst out when Jeffy broke the concrete. hmm
0: But there were cracks in the concrete
4: from where Jeffy broke in
0: first, so unknown.
3: Yeah, as much as I, you know, I love to take credit, you know, for uh, your being all uh, <laughs> uh, up, up and about, I just, I just, uh, I was just trying to fix the pool. I'm, I'm sorry.
4: had no idea you were there.
0: And why have you come this evening? You wish to help me reestablish my domain, perhaps. My child was always a bit of a mess. Mm.
4: Curious to see if you'd return to
3: old haunts. It's just that, you know, the hotels kind of are, uh, you know, our responsibility and you were uh, a guest, whether we knew it or not, just, just, you know, I uh, just, you didn't want you out here in the modern world, just kind of, you know, potentially, uh, getting, getting got and, uh, getting us got and getting anybody else got, you know, just trying to preserve that old masquerade.
0: You're not presumed to lecture to me, whelp, fledgling. A child about the masquerade
3: and uh, uh, Jeffy definitely like shrinks from that admonishment like I'm so sorry Ugh, my bad I- I'll shut up now
0: well you found old haunts as you said of mine what other business do we have
4: I guess little curious about what happens next things have been Relatively peaceful for a while.
0: Have they? Relatively peaceful. Least. He looks immediately over to Jeffy, who's totally fucked up. You're fucked up, right?
3: Yeah, I have an aggravated wound and a superficial wound. (laughs) Least.
4: No open conflicts between our kind in this city.
0: I'm sorry, who are you again? Again, you, you, they sent Childer to lecture me about open conflicts. I was the prince of this city when you were nothing. You were nothing. I know about secret conflicts, the ways of the eternal struggle.
4: mm Right, well, should we see ourselves out?
0: As you say that, Shep, you hear a familiar voice coming from behind you in the doorway, uh, coming from down the hall, the voice of Deacon, the sheriff. Ah, right. uh, not so fast there, Shep. I think we got a few things to talk about. mm mm-hmm. And you see Eloise, you see Deacon appear uh, in the doorway right behind where you're kind of hidden behind the rest of your party. (laughs) And he strolls into the room.
1: I feel like at that point, Eloise wouldn't be able to contain herself. She would gasp. (gasps)
0: <laughs> and gasping loud enough, your obfuscate breaks, and uh, the rest of you see that Eloise has indeed followed you inside.
1: <laughs> She's just holding the recorder because I imagine that a whole time she was just like too afraid to keep to peek the camera in, but like maybe it'll capture the audio, and I can give this to Deacon.
4: <laughs> Somehow, I'm not entirely surprised.
0: Well Chef, you seem real concerned about the continued peace. But maybe maybe your little coterie's far enough on the outskirts that you don't know about the rot that's
4: infected our domain. I have a feeling you're about to enlighten me. Talking about the Giovanni. The catas
0: they're calling themselves these days. You know, the prince, Prince Colette, took two of my most lucrative nightclubs
4: and gave them to fucking Giovanni. So, our mystery unstaker.
0: Listen. I did what I had to do back then. With Colette,
4: I'm doing what I have to do tonight. What is, uh, what is Henri's reaction to to all of this?
0: He doesn't seem surprised to see,
4: um, Deacon here. So. War is coming to Phoenix doesn't have to be war.
0: We get enough. You're all new enough to the Camarilla. Maybe you don't understand how this works. Colette's got some allies. Yeah, but she's got some enemies too. She's ruffled some feathers with some of her dealings. Doesn't have to be war to replace her. Especially when we have a leg- legacy candidate here. The old Prince back in town tales of his betrayal doesn't look so good for her and tomorrow night's her big party my question for you bellhops is what side are you going to fall on
1: well Deacon I I think I can speak for all of us when I say this shifts our loyalty a bit and I, I think I hope that you recognize that My loyalty to you, personally, Deacon, outweighs all others. I I, I think you um, are aware that we've been invited to the party tomorrow, so if there's anything we can do to to support, um, we are uh, at your service!
0: He looks from Eloise to the rest of you to see if you share her sentiment. Uh,
3: can I, uh, sir? Can I speak?
0: Yeah, Je- Jeffy.
3: I just want to be a good boy. I I just don't. You know. I I just want to be a good boy. Uh, if I have to fucking. I don't know. You didn't get underground by accident, sir. So, I mean, that's treachery as far as I'm concerned, and uh, I I just want to be a good boy.
0: Henri speaks. And Jeffy, you were quite instrumental in helping me return to the modern nights. Such good behavior should be rewarded.
1: Yes, I I agree. He should be employee of the month.
3: So what
0: do you say, bellhops? Bellhops? Will you help us restore the, the rightful order of the Ivory Tower?
3: Well, uh, I mean, does this mean that those uh, necromancers are going to get their dicks kicked?
0: Yeah, there'll be some dick kicking, I'm sure.
3: <laughs> yeah, all right, I'm in.
4: I'm not particularly concerned with who sits on the throne as long as... The rot, as you speak of, stays in the city. I mean, I think ultimately
0: we want to kick it from the city.
4: Eliminate it. No. But you mentioned Lysium. I don't know much about the proper way of doing things, but I know you don't spill blood at Elysium.
0: You don't. And we would never think to do such things. I wish to politic
4: at Elysium. All right, well, that's not my game. Eloise, you're up.
1: Yes, this, this is uh, one of my strengths.
0: Perhaps if the connection between Colette and the Giovanni were more widely known amongst the kindred, if it were suddenly made to be a pressing issue, the Giovanni are not widely regarded amongst the kindred. <laughs> Their reputation precedes them in many unfortunate ways.
4: One scumbag wasn't too concerned with Hyde and his connection. They grow bolder by the night. Disgusting.
0: Perhaps, Eloise, with your uh, clan's affinity for information and secrets and rumors, perhaps, uh, hearing about these unsavory connections from someone of your stature might have a little more weight to it. Uh, those hearing might feel like they're getting info juicy
3: secrets
1: hmm yes spread some spread some gossip as it were i i'm sure i can um tell some compelling stories uh to people in high places
0: all right well if you're all in then I think we have, uh, some business to do. I mean, really tomorrow night.
1: Yes, we will be, um, we will be prepared, and we will be there with bells on. But not actual bells. We don't want to call too much attention to ourselves.
4: <laughs> and I'm sure if things go in your favor, you'll be very appreciative.
0: You... We'll see that my generosity is near limitless. But one matter before you go. I am a prince that follows the traditions. And I'm a little old fashioned in some of my ways. And he steps out in front of the desk and he offers a ring. For you all to kiss.
4: My etiquette is.
1: Zero. Eloise, Eloise is gonna jump forward and like <laughs> bow down and like stumble over herself to like put her lumpy face on that ring.
0: <laughs> so you enthusiastically kiss the princess ring. Jeffy, do you follow?
3: So, yeah, Jeffy kind of like models what Eloise did and probably gets it a little bit wrong, but still is like "Uh, your your excellency and does a poor imitation of what Eloise did.
0: (laughs) Um, Foxglove will step up behind you, Jeffy, and she'll look a little hesitantly both at you and Eloise like for reassurance. Do you give her looks of reassurance?
3: Eloise nods. Jeffy gives kind of like a, what else are we supposed to do? Shrug. (laughs)
0: Uh, yeah. So she will follow suit and also kiss the ring. That leaves
4: you Shep. Uh, Perhaps the most hesitant. How how tall is this guy?
0: Uh, I think he's probably like, we'll say he's like six foot one. He's fairly tall. So he's
4: not too much. So I'm not too much taller than him. Um, (laughs) I guess I'll kind of awkwardly bend down and kiss it, but I'm not, like, going down on a knee. hmm
5: <laughs> And then step back. Yeah,
0: Deacon steps up and, and claps and says, all right, hey, great job, everybody. Um... So why don't you guys go home, get some rest, uh, Lysian. Big night tomorrow night. Uh, Eloise, I trust you to to do the rumor mongering. Yeah.
1: Y- yes, of course, Deacon. And I, I can't tell you how how relieved I am to um, to see you here.
0: Well, we got a we got a lot of work ahead of us, but um, and- we'll make things better for our kind here and. In Phoenix.
1: Right, well, you can always count on us.
0: I know I can, Eloise. The only ones that know. So far, if you haven't told anybody. Hmm. Can you imagine the look on Colette's face tomorrow night?
1: I, I certainly cannot
0: gonna be classic Eloise classic have that camera yours ready
1: (laughs) oh uh, this this old thing yes uh,
0: (laughs) oh and um, before you go obviously I'm gonna need the tape from tonight
1: (laughs) I was going to hand that as a act of good faith she already has it in her hand ready like of course of course
5: (laughs) hey
0: yeah well good seeing you Eloise you guys get home safe
3: uh, you, you two there, Mr. Deacon and uh, 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 Prince Dubois, du uh, have a wonderful evening. Stop talking, dear. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm just out of here.
0: <laughs> he gives you a very polite bow and nod. Uh, the, the new, new old prince, new prince, old prince, whatever. <laughs> we'll figure that out. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, the legacy Prince. <laughs> um, as you depart from Tovrea Castle, do you have any business on your way out or before you leave? Should probably pick
3: up a crutch. Ah, <laughs> uh, we could uh, we could swing by the Walmart. It's ah uh, right on the way. Anyone yeah, hungry? That- kind of a smorgasbord at the walmart
1: that's a good idea jeffy i'm a little bit peckish
3: so i'll swing by the walmart
1: <laughs> i could use a you new. you go get a crutch i could use a new outfit as well for we've got to look really nice for this Elysium. Mm,
3: yeah i will figure that out miss eloise for now i'm gonna go in i'm gonna get uh melinda a crutch you guys, uh, Shep, if you're hungry, you could always eat out here too. I, I mean, I don't know, but uh, just be careful. There's cameras there, 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 there. That light's always off. So, you know, I'm going to go do some shopping because I don't have to eat tonight. All right, see ya.
4: Uh, when Jeffy walks off, I'm going to kind of turn to Eloise. and say, Do we need to wear something specific?
1: Oh, ship i thought i'd never have the opportunity to um help support your professional development in this way let's go to the men's section and eloise kind of takes his his elbow and like leads him um really <laughs> excited to help him dress in a, what she considers a very like appropriate and clean um manner
0: Very good So you leave Foxglove alone in the car
1: (laughs) It seems risky when you say that
0: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't mean to say it like that She's not not particularly interested In going into Walmart (laughs) Yeah
1: she can do whatever she wants She's
0: she's actually She's like getting high in the back of the El Camino (laughs)
4: Before we leave the El Camino, I'm gonna pull the shotgun off the rack and hand it to her.
0: Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Again, she's in the bed, but she'll she'll kind of like tuck it by her leg.
1: Yep. Eloise is gonna um, eat somebody.
0: (laughs) All right. So you go to the menswear section. What kind of outfit do you pick out for Shep?
1: Ooh, it's gonna not fit well at all. Um, it's going to be like a really like plain starchy white button down with like, cause Shep is really tall, right?
4: Yeah. He's like six, three.
1: It's going to be a like pedal pusher situation on the pants. Um,
4: he's going to look like Vincent Vega from, uh, Pulp Fiction. Yeah. <laughs> Ill Fitting suit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Ill-fitting suit is kind of what we're going for. Short
4: tie. Perfect.
1: Short tie, and it's, like, too thick. Like, it's none of it is stylish at all.
5: hmm <laughs>
1: But she's, like, it's like a 12-year-old in a church suit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I imagine for Shep, it is very uncomfortable. I
4: hate this. Wow.
1: Aren't you just a sight to see? You look so polished, Shep. You should you should really work on your appearance more often. You know, the f- first impressions really go a long way. And, and, you know, I think it can really help the way that you uh, are perceived.
0: Eloise, what do you pick out for yourself? <laughs> For Elysium, um,
1: Eloise is gonna find a long, boxy dress and like a shawl. It's gonna be mm-hmm. like a pat maybe like blue and pink flowers, and then she's gonna get like a bright pink shawl to wear <laughs> with it, mm-hmm. and think that that's really nice
0: and like oh, very stylish
1: white shoes
5: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> perfect so you you check out with your clothing items for yourself and Shep uh, Jeffy what are you what are you buying in Walmart just the crutch
3: the crutch uh, some bottles of bleach a uh, <laughs> blue camping tarp and a hacksaw mm-hmm <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Perfect. <laughs> um,
3: it's been a few episodes, but Jeffy still has some work to do tonight. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, do you go to the self-checkout with all that stuff or do you? Uh,
3: no, I do, do not. Sh- I go to the self-checkout. I don't want to deal with any of the cashiers right now.
0: All right. <laughs> so you uh, you buy your items. You probably spot um, Eloise. Eloise. I imagine you probably don't use the self checkout. You don't know what those are about. That's weird to you. You want a cashier to help you to serve you.
1: Yeah, because otherwise, what are they getting paid for?
0: Exactly. Yeah, you're not. They're getting paid to just stand around. They always look so lazy standing in the self checkout. You know. Yeah. Standing like... there on their phone, not even watching anybody. Everybody's just stealing.
1: Exactly. What they...
0: is society coming to?
1: I know, and they're getting paid like what, nine dollars an hour? Like that's just a a waste of money.
0: (laughs) So, so Jeffy, as you're checking yourself out in the self-checkout, you see Eloise and Shep, and you see you probably see Eloise like holding up the the suit, and you see you can just tell that it's gonna be ill-fitting. You haven't even seen Shep in it yet.
3: So Shep would just hear from a few aisles over, just like.
4: Uh, Shep would, his head would just snap in your direction.
3: (laughs) And Jeff is just like, (laughs) oh, oh." (laughs) it's
0: like the anime nosebleed thing or whatever. Like, um, all right. So you check out, you're heading outside. Uh, Is anyone intending to hunt in the Walmart parking lot? Yes. I believe Eloise, you are. What, uh, what kind of victim are you looking for tonight? Um, you normally like them sleepy, right?
1: I normally like them sleepy. So if there's anyone who's drowsy for pharmaceutical reasons. Uh, uh,
0: Eloise, roll me your wits and your awareness. Oh. Let's just take in your surroundings.
1: <laughs> That's a two. You could willpower
0: two? That. Yeah, you could willpower that.
3: If you want to eat.
1: I do want
0: to eat. Three. <laughs> Three successes. All right. So that that would be enough for you to notice as you're scanning the parking lot. There are a lot of people. Walmart is pretty busy at all hours, really. Um But what really strikes your notice is at the very back of the parking lot, kinda of near that flickering always out uh uh light, you see a a truck parked, uh like an eighteen wheeler. Uh and it looks like he's parked for the night. He's got his little like orange hazard cones out. And the lights in the cab are out. So very likely you can snack on a sleeping truck driver.
1: All right. So I'm going to try that. I'm going to use um, silence of death mm-hmm. to be extra quiet as I sneak in there.
0: All right. So you're going to silence your your immediate movements, noises. Yeah. Uh, roll for me your dexterity and your stealth.
1: So that's a two, but there is a beast.
0: Two with a beast, okay. So that is, that is not going to be enough. You are frustrated in your attempt as you find the door to the cab locked. Oopsie. And in that moment being thwarted after this very tense and stressful night that you've had, Eloise, because again, this is the same night with Foxglove and Melinda and all of that, you have had enough and you can't hold your beast back any further as this obstacle is just too much. And you, with your unnatural Nosferatu undead strength... Pull, rip the door open—not completely off the hinge, but definitely broke. And you find your sleeping victim tucked away behind the driver's seat in his little cabby bed, uh, his little cab bed, and uh, you launch yourself upon him, Woo. fangs out, sinking them into his throat. What is your current hunger? Three hunger so roll for me your willpower uh unspent willpower so anything you spent tonight um you don't get there's no hunger dice in this it's just regular regular dice roll uh but just your willpower please (laughs) It's three three successes (laughs) all right so that's enough uh that you you don't fully lose yourself to frenzy as you're feeding um so how much how much do you take
1: um i'm just gonna take two
0: okay so you'll leave him a little stunned a little dazed but thanks to the power of the kiss this will all be a very indistinct event event to him um he'll probably remember being assaulted in his cab like someone was was breaking in to rob him or something like that um but he certainly won't remember vampire
1: is the door broken
0: the door is broken. Yeah,
1: so, <laughs> Eloise is gonna be like, Ooh, and just like kind of try and shut it, and maybe like mm. you know when you close the door and it doesn't close all the way, she does one of these.
5: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with her hip to like
1: <laughs> monstrously knock it back.
5: In. <laughs>
0: I'll say this, you can you can knock it back in place, but it's gonna be like very difficult for him to like budget open again. You've like <laughs> wedged it in and kind of like bent the metal.
4: <gasps> He's got another door.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, i will just get out the other way. Uh and Jeffy and Shep, you you basically see all of this happen. You, you see Eloise like sneak up she's using silence of death but she's not she's not invisible she's not using obfuscate
3: right visually we see car? her being a little bit uh mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no, oh, oh, and she's like heading back to the car <laughs> <laughs>
4: okay I, I i figured this was uh, somewhere more because i i assumed i just went back to the car after the shopping
0: no yeah this is kind of near where you guys are parked that's gotcha. where she saw this <laughs>
3: oh hell Uh, oh man this is my oh jeez she broke the door she broke the door okay all right well um (laughs) well everybody get in we might have to beat a hasty retreat here
4: do we have to clean anything up or is it taken care of
3: you talking about miss eloise
5: she's not here she's not not here here. yeah (laughs)
3: I'm picturing this like as we're wa- watching her like walk back across the parking lot.
4: Mm-hmm. Oh, gotcha. I, I thought you were saying get in because she was already
3: back to the car. No, I'm just like everybody be ready to go. Uh, hey, uh, Fox Club, you mind just like keeping a hand on that tarp back there? I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna need that later.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, of course, Jeffy. Yeah. All right. So Eloise gets back to the El Camino you drive off heading back to the hotel this time
3: yeah my intention is to drop what time is it right now
0: uh i think at this point it's probably it's it's fairly late in the evening i think we've gone for for a little while um so it's probably around three maybe even four a.m
3: okay so not too long before sunrise
0: yeah maybe a couple hours not really enough time to like get into anything else
3: yeah, so my, Jeffy's intention is to just drop everyone off, and so I'll pull up in front of the Bellum Muerte and be like, all right, y'all, I got some shit I gotta take care of. Uh, see y'all uh, in the evening, tomorrow?
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh, I, I know I'm probably the last person to be saying this, Jeffy, but should you be here for the meeting? Um, if we're, we're gonna tell Melinda all of this, Right. Yeah. She's got to know about the Elysium plan.
3: Uh, well, like, uh, I know we were
0: I know we were fighting earlier, but, you know, moms.
4: Yeah, uh, we be on the same page.
3: Jeffy, like, looks at his phone to see the time. Oh, hell. Yeah, sure. Yeah, team meeting, team meeting, everyone. Chop, chop. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, let's into the conference room.
0: All right, so Melinda, you hear the lively sounds of your Coterie mates returning.
6: I'm probably actually just uh the lobby desk, um, and I am still like with Molly, but I have, like, I'm visible to anyone that enters the lobby, but Molly is like sitting on the floor, hidden, like kind of like mm-hmm. behind the the desk, because I wanted her to keep me company but not be seen.
0: Mm-hmm. Very good. So you would all see Melinda seated at the desk,
6: and you, you smell. Well, I, you don't smell it, but everything is so good smelling. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it does look actually i i will say this um eloise you notice because you would you would absolutely notice this you notice as you enter that the place does look immaculate the lobby looks like it's been tidied up the floors do look like they've all been waxed
1: Hmm. i see you've been uh quite busy getting through that list melinda uh very well done yes the
2: the list is done um Molly and I had a wonderful time together, right, Molly?
0: (laughs) She, like, peeks her head around the corner. Yeah, me and Miss Melinda had a great time while everybody was um, away. And we did a lot of work for you, Miss Eloise.
1: Very, very good job, Molly. Um, Melinda, why don't you put Molly, um, take Molly back to the room and meet us in the conference room. We need to um, fill you in.
4: Um, might be a little bit faster if you have Foxglove do it.
0: Oh uh, yeah, yeah, of course. I'd, I'd be, I'd be happy to.
1: Is that a provocation? And she...
0: <laughs> <laughs> Is that a provocation, Eloise? That's up to you. <laughs>
1: um, no.
5: It's,
1: <laughs> it's, it's an annoyance.
5: Mm-hmm. She like shoots
1: you a glare, but she lets it happen.
6: Um, I will say that uh, as soon as Foxglove, like, you know, takes Molly, like Melinda acknowledge everyone except Foxglove.
0: So as Foxglove comes over to to take Molly, you you will see she, she does kind of shoot you like a sheepish like. She doesn't say anything, but her look says like, sorry, things got heated earlier. You know, you know, that look people give.
6: I'm guessing this is like an open desk like it has entrance for both sides right like it's not like against like there's like the
0: big Uh, dash Eloise actually what is what does the desk look like Eloise
1: the front desk yeah 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 it opens on both sides is it
0: like coming off okay yeah it's like I didn't know so I mean sometimes they are just like coming out of the wall sometimes they do have like entrances around either side Um,
6: so then if Foxglove is going from to one side to pick Molly, I'm like turning my chair and I probably see Jeffrey with the crutches. Oh, is that for me?
3: Yeah, yeah. I got these for you at the uh, Walmart just so you can get around with a, you know, that plunger wasn't going to do for uh, too long. Well,
2: look at what I did. I, I, um, I made this myself. And I show my fake lick.
4: Hopefully after Molly has left.
6: Oh yeah, this is after yeah. Molly.
0: <laughs>
3: well, that's that's certainly creative, there, Miss Miss Melinda. Very, g- great job.
2: Okay, so what is it that we have to talk about? I also have some news, but maybe you guys want to go first.
1: Uh, y- yes, we we can fill you in. Um, essentially. Politics are um shifting as it as it were. We we definitely located our um dear friend Henri. Um but it turns out uh as we were preparing to get information to share with Deacon, um we learned that Deacon is already aware and has uh aligned himself with um with dear Henri. So, essentially, we have uh, also aligned ourselves with Henri and have been tasked with um, the duty of exposing the prince um, for her alliances with uh, the Giovanni.
2: Oh.
4: The news you're going to get to kick the shit out of the guy who took your leg.
2: Oh. Interesting. So when are
1: we supposed to expose them? That would be tomorrow night at Elysium. To- tomorrow night.
3: Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, but but uh, you know, they were like, "Hey, go get some of that dirt." And, uh, make sure we know that there's a connection. And, hey, you know, Miss Melinda, you already front-loaded it, right? So, turns out, you know, maybe, uh, what is the word? Uh, two birds in the bush or a bee in the hand or something. Like, whatever it is. That's what we got on our plates, I think.
2: Hmm. This is... This is great. No, no. This is fantastic. Um... Well, that kind of connects with the news that I have. Miss um, Rochelle Giovanni came uh, to visit me tonight. Um, you know, she's she's the one who who sent me on the failed task of
1: tonight. Mm. Yes, and I I see you still have your other leg, so that went well? Well, this is when I need your
2: help. So, I may have uh, told her too much. I should have kept some details to myself. And I basically told her that um, Dominique might know that she's the one who sent me. So... If we can get rid of him, we'll save me.
3: Uh, I mean,
4: it sounds or, like we're getting all the Giovannis.
3: Yeah, why don't we just say at Elysium tomorrow, look, we pit these two against each other and hey, wash our hands of the whole situation?
2: Um, so here's the thing I have nothing against Rochelle. But Dominique cut my leg. So, um, I was wondering if maybe we can, you know, not take down all of them. Is that a
1: possibility? Well, this, this is our opportunity to really demonstrate where our loyalties lie and, It's important to show that those are pretty true loyalties, and I don't think that we want to show any inkling that we have any loyalty to any one of the Giovanni clan.
2: Well, I'm not saying I'm loyal to Rochelle. I'm just... I guess I'm just thinking that The reason she asked me to take care of this Dominique situation is because Dominique killed
3: her sister
2: and she was just trying to get revenge.
3: i was gonna can i can i say something real quick miss melinda go ahead so one giovanni kills another giovanni and then that giovanni gets you to kill a different giovanni like why do we care about this person this person is the reason you got your leg cut off you just fucking invaded your privacy sent a ghost with some kind of book and then now you only got one leg and we're gonna try to pretend like i just don't understand you
1: miss melinda i do not I think what Jeffy is trying to say here is that this, this whole Giovanni business is not our monkey and certainly not our circus. What happens to the Giovannis is, you know, up, up to our friends. That's uh, above our pay grade.
4: With the chips fall where they may.
1: Precisely.
3: And if I just can remind you that we're potentially in a lot of trouble and we could just completely not be in trouble anymore. We could just automatically be good boys again if this works, and so I just don't want to do anything to you know jeopardize that because I like I like being dead or alive or whatever the fuck we are. I, I like it. Well, I don't know about y'all.
4: That does assume Henri is successful in his coup.
1: Well, we can certainly pray for that.
2: Well, I shared the information. I guess we'll do whatever you decide is the right move, Eloise.
1: I'm very happy to hear you say that, Melinda. Chain of command is very important. Now, it's getting late, so I think we've all uh, done our own share of of learning uh, today, tonight. So, very well done, team, and sleep well, because we've got a very big night ahead of us.
2: Oh, Eloise, I might stay tonight at uh, Molly's room. I don't think I can drive my scooter in this, you know,
1: situation. You can take one of the empty rooms, Melinda. Your choice. Oh, an empty room might be better. Thank you.
0: I will say, though, it could be good if you go and have a conversation with (laughs) Foxglove. Like, yeah, the empty room, that's the easy, you know, easy out from the drama.
6: I limp to, I say I take the empty room, but I,
5: I still go to Foxglove's room. You knock on the door. Foxglove opens. Oh, um, hey, Melinda.
2: I've come to say goodnight to Molly.
5: Yeah, um, of course, come in. And she opens the door wide and stands out of the way. Hey, Molly,
2: thank you for all your help tonight. You were wonderful.
5: Uh,
0: yes, Miss Melinda, it's, it was, I was happy to help. I was, we had a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, maybe, maybe we get to do it again tomorrow. My ankle is still a little swollen.
0: Oh, yeah, Miss Melinda, I hope you feel better. But if you need more help tomorrow night, um, I'll, I'll be here.
5: Yes, yes. Um.
2: Well, I'm, I'll be staying in one of the empty rooms tonight since I cannot drive my scooter.
5: Uh, Foxglove comes over to you. Melinda, why don't you just stay here with us?
2: Well, do you think that's a good idea? You know, I don't want to pressure anybody to do anything they don't want to.
0: Belinda, I'm, I'm sorry things got heated earlier. You know, um, we have been under a lot of pressure lately. And I know things may have gotten a little out of hand, but
5: I just hope you know you're always safe to stay here with me.
2: Hot gloves, you deny me as your sire, after everything I've done for you.
0: She does one of those, like, like sharp inhale, like, eh, yeah, I did that kind of faces as you say that.
2: How do you think that made me feel?
5: Yeah, sorry, um... I...
2: Not only that, like... but you, t- you took Eloise's side.
0: Well, Melinda, the truth about that is, I actually think Eloise is kind of right a lot of the time.
2: Yeah, but we don't acknowledge it. I, okay?
5: I oh, I know, I know. Look, I'm sorry. Maybe, maybe going forward, we just kind of think about each other's feelings a little bit more. I guess. Guess we can move on.
2: We have bigger things to worry about.
5: I'll say.
0: A new prince. Well, a new old prince that Jeffy unearthed from under our pool.
5: Like, that's pretty fucked up, right?
2: Rochelle came over tonight, too.
5: Oh, shit. Is everything cool between the two of you? At least I didn't lose another leg.
2: Okay, I'll stay here tonight, Foxglove, and I do apologize for maybe not being the best at giving guidance to you, or following through with plans, or maybe thinking them a little bit more before actually doing them.
5: I am sorry. Foxglove hugs you. It's okay, Melinda. We're all just doing the best we can. Okay, well then, help me get to the closet before you know I fall asleep. You, you don't have to sleep in the closet. Oh.
2: Well, she great. She gestures yeah.
5: towards her bed.
2: You don't have to tell me twice, Foxglove, and I limped to the to the bed. <laughs>
0: And I think that's where we'll end things for the evening.